I'm, there's somebody out here with a really strong voice who says, hey, you moved away from the mic. So if that happens to me, whoever you are, I, I'm depending on you. Marie, is that you? It's not you who does that. Somebody does it. Um, it's a, like this nervous temptation always to do something with a mic. Um, yeah, so first novel. <laughs> I'm such an old lady to be having a first novel, but you just do what you can when you can, right? And don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so no worries about that. Um, yeah, so well, I mean, this, this is a book that moves around a good bit in time. Um, and my two by eight stories and my two by two stories and all those other very short fictions that I am more inclined to write because I feel like I have weirdly more room in them, um, um, have a sort of sometimes disorienting quality to them. And, and this book has probably a more disorienting quality because you have longer to get disoriented. So <laughs> I think that makes sense. Um, so my kind of reading response to that has been to say, well, what the heck, everyone's going to be confused anyway, so just go ahead and move around in the book. So it, shaves, it saves me the, like I've never had to do the terrible thing that novelists have to do, which is to say, this is what you need to know. And everybody starts going, oh God, really? Um, <laughs> so I don't, I'm not doing that. <laughs> just talking about not doing it instead. It's just as boring, I'm sure. But... Um, so I'm going to move around in the book pretty much all the way through. It doesn't really, I can't give it away because I give it away in the first few pages. There's nothing, there's nothing that I can tell you here that should keep you from buying the book from that lovely, lovely bookstore. Um, and um, it's always, we were talking at lunch or dinner today about what a great thing it is to have a great bookstore. Um, and how beautifully curated that store is, and you come to these readings, and I've seen you for years. I really appreciate it. And I, you know, our the independent bookstore is the is the kind of gathering place and life force of of this work. So very much appreciated. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, here we go. Sacred, she thinks, and narcotic. That's how it felt to her. And now every word Bird utters or hears makes it feel flimsy and dull, but it wasn't. It was sacred, she thinks, and narcotic, doomed, but that didn't matter. That Mickey lived for weeks in his ragtop summer then, the sumac high down by the Brooklyn Bridge, didn't matter to her. They climbed the trusses in the wind, the rain, the dark of the night they met. They were lit. There were lights in the great swag of lights the river passed beneath with its garbage scows, its freight of darkened souls. They kissed, and the air everywhere went sparky. Sparky is her boy's word. May he never be a boy like Mickey was. May he never meet a girl the girl Bird was. She draws the baby close against her. She can net her whole back with one hand. I will keep you from anything doomed, Bird thinks. And her heart picks up with wanting, she thinks, and fear, appetite, and revulsion. Your life swings around and you survive it. You make something other of it. Life from life, keeping what you can, even when you can't keep much. She would never in her life again see him. But she keeps cuttings of Mickey's hair balled up in a drawer somewhere. She keeps the peel of the first orange they shared and the cruddy, bloody tissue. Not much. He had demolished everything else. The little clay pot he had made for her. The painting of a silver-lined cloud. He rode her bicycle into the river. 
Mickey burned every letter he had written to her and the box he had made to hold them. The note he left said, forgive me. I talked to your mother while I wrecked that stuff. I don't know why I did. Of course Bird kept it. The photograph of the dog in the ragtop, Mickey kept. He kept the photograph Bird took of her mother, newly dead, she had shared with him from shame. Bird's mother in her bed before the coroner came. She looked terrified. She looked to be screaming, still bleeding from her ears. Of all the things Mickey might have kept, he kept snapshots of the dead. Think of that, Bird thinks, and count your stars. Count yourself lucky you survived him or not. Because wasn't surviving the worst part? The dreadful onset of the cure? There was nothing you couldn't get over. You could sorrow all your life, but still you lived. You lived. You hoarded. You flew your mother on a string like a kite. Of course it pulled. The kite was enormous. Her mother called down. It was lonely, dying alone. But there was always more string to let out, Bird found, to keep from being lifted, to keep her mother lifting away. And Bird was heavy. She felt stuffed with sand when her mother died, the anchor and solace of grief. She couldn't move. She couldn't want to. Should she move, Bird moved against a current, and the current wore her away. Even sleep wore her away, the dream that her mother still lived. Bird would turn a corner and find her still dying in some darkened room. Bird had forgotten her. She needed peanuts. She smelled of shit. She needed her ears to be cleaned. Daisy, she needed. Tchaikovsky, a nice bowl of kittens and peas. I will never die, her mother insisted, and died, and died again. It would be years before Bird dreamed of her living, the months Bird carried her first child. Second child, her mother reminded her, and came to Bird nursing the baby that Mickey and Bird had lost. Don't suffer in silence, her mother insisted. Don't ask, is it a boy or a girl? Don't eat around the thing you most want, her mother warned. If it's pork chop you want, don't start with peas. Her mother sat in a chair and spoke softly. Not until Bird asked to hold the baby did her mother fly up on her string and grow small. The spool for the string for the kite was red and shaped to hold as when riding a bike. The dream changed, but the spool did not. Bird wore a chartreuse or a bra and flip-flops. They were seaside or among the chalky cliffs of the desert or on the rooftop of first cafeteria where Bird has never been. Bird would work that kite, no matter, reel it near to her mother whisper, let it out to let her scream, who will die when I die? What am I to you? Bird carried a rock in her pocket to remember she meant to live, at least she meant to want to. I will be your age soon enough, mother. I want to stay right here. Where in the world, her mother asked her, is here? She lifted Bird into the blue by the spool. I want to stay with Mickey. That's your Mickey down there watching. Bird's mother flew a loop above him and broke her daughter open on the ridge. It was not sand that poured from Bird's knees as she flew, but a thousand tiny kites of herself, as dry and light as leaves. Mickey ran circles to catch them. I can't sleep, Bird. I'm sorry to wake you. Trouble, she had seen them coming. Come here. He put his cigarette out in her layered drink and brought her to bed too jangly to sleep. I keep thinking if I close my eyes, I will never open them again. I'm sorry to wake you. I can't help it. I want to make you proud of me. I want to fuck you until you can't bear it anymore, until you wear down and cry. I should let you sleep, bird. Little sparrow, I'm sorry to wake you. 
I keep dreaming you're up on the bridge in the rain and the city is wet and blue. A boat is passing. I can't see your face. Everything is blue. You're all blue. It's beautiful. You are. And I'm in you. I'm in you and the boat is like a ghost of a boat and the stars are like snow but frantic and burning out in your hair. Later, months, weeks, she didn't know. Mickey gouged at himself with a penknife, asked, When do I get to kill you? Soon. Won't be long. How they felt it. He meant it, and she did too. Lunacy, yes, stupid, but it had them by the throat, this idea. Some spangly shock of narcotic they made oblivion out of nothing. When do I get to kill you? What do I get to use? The answers came to them in the bedroom, sprung from the heat of fucking bed talk, potty talk, not a plan so much as a feeling, needling the watery, sloppy hum and drift a grief in her unhelpable. Something had to give. They would fly off a bridge, dusk coming down. They would slam the car into a wall, nothing lasting. A moment's impulse, three. Still an impulse. Wasn't it as good most days, any old day, as intention? The long, grown list of intention, the hope of how to be. Bird keeps grades on herself, the future school marm, a B day, a D day. Details her insufficiencies, too late, too late, forgot, nice try. The costume hung together with straight pins, the sneakers at the bottom of the pool. She tries the PTP, the LEC, the LCC, tries service, at a girl, all the ad hoc, this and that. Nurses a tree in the sh- churchyard, nothing pure about it. She is balancing deed with a failure to do, hoping for a wash. She brokers her little mercies, prepays against calamity, the F and D minus days, thinks and averages, bigger pictures, the solid and sustainable C. Oiled rusty bike chain, plus play guitar at all school, minus boy sears chin on cookie sheet, minus pup breaks neck on stairs. Bird's wa- bird wants to be caught, flung out. Getting the hang of it, right? It kind of. Oh yeah, good. Huh? Beautiful. <clears throat> See, it's not that hard. It's just not that hard, right? People say it's hard. It's like that. It's not that hard. Just let go. Let go. Let go. <laughs> Bird is washing her boy's pissy sheets and stirring oatmeal on the stovetop when the telephone rings again. Susie again. Can't talk, Bert says, I'm called. You dope, Susie says, I'm checking in on you. You okay? You won't be able to reach me. I'll be in the sack all week, sugar. My poet's up from New Orleans. It's all cocktails and creme brulee for us. I'm not budging to pick up the phone. I've been warned, Bert says, that should do it. I mean it, sugar. You need anything? You sounded like you hurt. I hurt, Bird says, and I improve every day by day. The bone knits up quite nicely. You bruised, Susie says, nothing broken. My ass is an unsightly yellow and my head is a little green. Your timing's bad, I should say. I'll let you go. I'm broke. I want a little dope for when he's here. That'd be nice, Bird says. We make our choices, I guess. And then we lie in them. I'm not floating you alone. I didn't ask you to. I asked if you were okay, Susie says. Well, I slept, and then you called, and then I slept a little more, and then the baby waked. We make our choices. We do. Bird thinks again of her husband sleeping, the warmth of his breath on her pillow. 
It takes a funny sort of discipline to give yourself away. Bird tries again to summon it and balks at the walk for un- that want for uncharted sleep while the sun swings under the world. But who sleeps anymore? Not even Susie. The phone rings in the dark. Susie needs a ride from the bus stop. Susie spent her last nickels on pizza. Susie's new pal she's been sleeping with shoved her lightly on accident, on accident, down the stairs. But you should see him, Susie says, sleeping. He sleeps with his eyes open. He sleeps with his arms tossed over his head like a falling god. The moon is on him. It draws the tides in him toward the air like dew opened up like he's blooming, like he is some succulent moon-white bloom dropped into my bed and lethal. I could tear him apart just to touch him. And he is what, Bird asked, 17, newly carved. The boy glows like a skinned pear. The day is blowing. The leaves flock down and shore against the barn, snagged up together. They twitch. They don't look right. They don't look enough like leaves. Bird goes barefoot to the unhappy grass and finds her boy in the drift of leaves, his pajamas splotched with dew. He is dropped to sleep again, hiding, waiting to be found. Up, up, she says, and tickles him awake. Did you see your kiss on the goodbye window I left? I left you an X, he tells her, for when I am gone to school. Come, Sprocket, Bird says. Hully up, hully up, hully up, hully up, her boy says, dragging his feet through the dew. His feet leave wet prints on the kitchen floor that won't dry until after Bird's husband is gone. After Bird calls Susie and Susie calls Bird and Bird is drunk with a baby and coming apart in the tub upstairs. The dog will drink from the tub while they are in it and lick at the steamed up faucet. For now, the dog sleeps beside the wood stove. Family dog, dog of the marriage. No Maggie dog, this dog. This one sleeps the years away. Her boy is reading Babar to this dog, remembering the words, his head on her neck for a pillow. She's dreaming somebody, Bird's boy says, look, and catches her tail. She wags in her sleep. The baby rocks in her singing seat, thumping softly at the dog's ribs, a tableau, a scene perfected, luminous and dear. When my children were small, Bird will come to say, and the scene repeats in her head. Bird's husband is still upstairs, hamming it up as he pisses, remembering mighty Achilles, fast runner, killer of men. Shit, shower, shave, the man will be down soon. If I got a gun and shot him, Mama, would it just be me and you? Who's the best baby on the planet, Bird asked. Think princess with 49 dresses, little Miss Sparkly shoes. The baby is like a doll bird dresses who cannot quite sit up. She would do better like as not in the sea, little guppy. Silly, guppies don't live in the sea, Bird says. Bird is cleaning, sort of. She sweeps. She spits on a stain on the kitchen floor and rubs the spot clean with her sock feet. What in the world, Bird thinks, are your sock feet? Hers are filthy. They'll do. Bird slides her feet into her husband's boots and sets off down the road with the baby, breathing sweetly against her chest. The geese are moving. So soon? Can't you stay? What if she'd stayed in the west, Bird thinks, with Mickey out in the dry, wide open? Yep. And what if the moon were cheese? And what if they made you president, Bird, or better yet, the queen? 
She'd raise the suburbs, give it all back to the animals, open the gates of the zoo. Was it true there was a zoo of good Christians to prove God's impeccable design? Better throw the bolt on that one. Those people need to die. She would line them all up, the CEOs, the greedy guts, the poachers, the cheats, let the hyenas have at them. There's a sport for your networks, yep. Let's get rid of the buttons and levers return to hand to hand. It's just you, hi sir, and the hyena. You get a stick. The hyena gets a loop of your colon to unspool you by now run. Nice bird thinks, and you're a mother. You keep the tally for the PTP. The neighbor is still burning plastics. Throw him in, quick, let his ticker quit. I'm sorry is what she means to say. Sorry, sweetheart, about the elephants, about the sea turtles with their heads lopped off and the friendly machine-gunned whales, about the owls, my love, and the antelope, about the drowning bears, the baby seals clubbed, the cormorants grounded by oil, about that wall we threw up to keep the Mexicans out across a migratory pathway millions of years old. For the sharks finned and starving, sorry, the food riots, the refugees, dioxin in mother's mama's breast milk, sorry, mercury and tuna, chickens with their beaks cut off, fed their own shit from a tube, it's cheap, it's worth it, sorry love, welcome to the world. They'd go south. South for the heat and sunshine, Nogales, Cuernavaca, La Paz, eat peyote and sweat with the Mexicans, clear the cobwebs out. Bird had an aunt in Albuquerque, they could stay a little while with her. She would float them alone if they asked right and pull weeds in the back lot and heated her enchiladas. They'd plant hollyhocks, they would walk her dogs and pick up after them, and Bird's aunt would lend them a car for a day so Bird could show Mickey around. There's the room I shared with my sisters, Mickey. There's the treehouse, the ditch where we swam. We had horses. Here's where my rabbit is buried. Hoppy, Mickey said. Say you're kidding. Why? I'm making the rounds with a lunkhead who named her rabbit Hoppy. Not even hop so long, not floppy. He was kidding, but then he wasn't. They were in a pancake joint, and he was loud. So what, Bert asked. So what, Mickey asked. We nearly married. We made a baby almost, remember? What did you think to call her? Mickey, stop, Bird said, please. But he was started. Do you think it doesn't matter what you name a thing? Crazy Horse was curly. When Crazy Horse became Crazy Horse, his father took the name Worm. You think that doesn't matter? He jabbed a waffle with his fork and went at the rim. I had an aunt named Alice, my mother's sister, I could talk to like I never talked to mother. She had a freckle behind her ear I loved. All over, she had them all over, but that was the one I loved. She liked white food, asparagus, raspberries, cream. It was tender, she said, white asparagus that made your mind clear. White food purified your thoughts. She had no children. Her skin was so white it was blue. She jumped horses. She got her foot hung up in the stirrup one day and was dragged across the field and trampled. Her skull was split. I wanted to see her. I wanted to see what her mind looked like, how clear it was, how true. Auntie Alice. My mother gave me a little pouch of her ashes. I was a kid. I wet my finger and dipped it in there. White food. I ate it one flake at a time. He dumped sugar on the table. He was flicking at Bird. We ought to have taken what was left of her, Bird. We kept a tissue, Bird, a piece of bloody bedsheet. Shame on me. Shame on us. We don't think right. Everything was there. 
He took a breath, but he wasn't finished. He took her hands in his hands. The day was darkening. It was going to get darker still. Bird, I'm the one who named you. Not faith, not hope, not charity. Bird, there's not a bird I don't like, not exactly. I like ospreys. I like tiny owls living in holes. I like that cranes find their way by the stars while half their brain is sleeping. Mates for light. Knife. The condors that live in the Andes, those monsters mate for life too. Geese do. Plenty of birds. It's common. They log thousands of miles wing to wingtip. They grieve. It takes a heart of rock not to believe it. What I've read, I believe is true. You kill a condor and its mate, done in by grief, will plunge to its death from the sky. We don't believe it because we don't want to. We want to kill them ourselves with bolas, lash them to the backs of bulls. We want to climb the trees they are sleeping in and club them on their brainy heads, call it science, sport, gaucho pastime, Darwin's helpers with geology hammers. When condors sleep, they sleep hard. We call that stupid. Crane fly, I could have called you. I could have called you bean. You think it matters? I called you bird. I like birds. Birds know too fucking much. It's spooky. Your hoppy, no doubt, was dumb. Rabbits are dumb. They die of fright. They scream. Bunny, I could have called you, but I didn't. I didn't. People should be named for themselves. You never gave me a name for anything. You call my name like everyone else. Why is that, bird? You don't think of me? A Mickey like everyone else? I think you're careless is what you're not thinking. You're making a mark you can't see. Bird, if I named you for a bird, I'd name you Sparrow. Maybe Wren. I thought of Phoebe. A Phoebe is faithful. It comes back and goes away. Polyandrous, polyamorous, the loosely colonial, I like them all. I like chickadees, little homebody birds who stick around and sing all winter long. Chickadee, a bird named for its song. I like whippoorwills, sitting alone in the dark, coming down they go quiet. Then they sing the song they were named for in the dewfall and dimming woods. Whip poor Will. We have to think more. We're making tracks, bird, everybody is. There are marks where anyone has been. But bird... That baby of ours was nothing. We named her to be taken, to be nothing. She was Tatter's bird, a bloody dumpling. Think, little Caroline, little Caroline, she was nothing. I never even wanted her. I only wanted you. I wanted you, Bird wrote to her mother. I'd be you. I would wear your dresses and carry you around, and in this you would be a mother again, and a baby, and I wouldn't be a dead baby's mother, and not a girl with a dying mother over and over again. I'd be nothing at all. I'd be you. Thanks. I'm stopping there.